I'm good. Good, great, grand. I'm good. No yelling on the bus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like riding a bike. <laughs> yeah. I remember how nerve wracking it was the first time. The first we did time, this? yeah. And we like junked the first episode because we sucked so bad. <laughs> and now we're just like whatever. I think we junked the first two that we <laughs> <laughs> we had to bring your brother in uh-huh. for a co-pilot. Uh, yep. th- third time's a charm. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so welcome to Border Outdoors podcast. I'm Mac. I am Tim. I'm Butcher. As you can tell, we got Butcher in studio today. We're going to do a little bit of uh, another hunting recap like we did last weekend. We got uh, Butcher going to talk about his opener weekend, the second weekend. Tim's here to talk about his second weekend to see if he was able to steal the deal or not. And then uh, we have Reese from Brotherhood Hunting that's going to call in. And then we also have Minnesota Steph that's going to call call in. Uh, we haven't talked to her in quite a bit, so... Let's just get right into it, Butch. How was your uh, your hunting the last two weekends? It was pretty good. Um, kind of uneventful. I uh, I didn't I didn't see anything opener weekend or second weekend. Um, I that snowstorm that came in last weekend or the for the second weekend of hunting, I came up uh, to our deer. Deer land Friday, Friday morning. I made it up there about quarter after seven and stayed in the stand all day and um, didn't see anything all day Friday. What kind of was, was expecting that. And then with the snowstorm on Saturday, we were um, hearing we could get two to six inches probably. And so we went out there Saturday morning you know, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, ready, for, you know, ready, <laughs> yeah. ready to see anything because yep. it it could happen. And yeah, you guys thought for, that snow really changes the dynamics. It doesn't does, it? yeah. You see tracks on the way out. You're yep. like, ooh, these look pretty fresh. Uh huh. But yeah. even like you sent a picture on Sun, or was it Saturday or Sunday, or maybe it meant Friday. So, oh, Friday, I think it was Friday. When when you're hunting and like all of a sudden you're looking at leaves and all this shit all over the place, and then all of a sudden it snows, everything and changes. you can see oh, yeah. everything like. Those leaves in that in that thicket that you couldn't see, all of a sudden they they fall yep. out. So you can see like another hundred yards that way, and you and all you're looking for is just a brown figure walking. Yep, like that's, you're just yep. picturing it in your mind. Yeah, the deer are way easier to spot yeah. after that snow. Yep. That, that's what's awesome about it. And what's like cool about it too is when you know when you're walking out there and you're trying to like be quiet, and your boots are making that that crunch that. Yeah, when and it's if there's like and you're in like the deep woods. And there's no wind, and like, because like the the snow is absorbing all the sound, yep, right? Yep. And all you hear is, they have to be damn close to hear it though. Yeah, and yeah. you can and you can hear them walking mm-hmm. in the snow, and you're just like, what's that? And it's, you're like, you know, it's not a squirrel now no. <laughs> because all the leaves are buried. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's funny how like, <clears throat> like even walking out. Um, I think uh, when I walked out there Friday to my stand, there was still an inch of snow on the ground. And mm-hmm. it's funny how, like, everything changes. Like, this this trail that I was used to for 14, 15 years, I walked it, the same trail. And then all of a sudden, I get out there, to, uh, get on my trail to my stand, and snow is on the ground. The, the 
the uh, snow was weighing the trees down. Oh, so, like the pine trees? Yeah. And, every, yeah. and everything, nothing looks the same. It's like, well, I think I think it trails this. No, <laughs> I know I'm on it right now. Okay, it's, 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 everything changes. It's, it's so weird. So is that the first time that you've hunted up there in snow? Like, no. Or, no. like, I suppose it's been the last couple of years maybe. Or, or is it just, just saying, like, you got confused for a second. You're yep. Like, yeah, like one week into the next. You know, the first weekend it's all, yeah. you know, 60-some yep. degrees. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you get in that snow. So when you go out, we talked uh, on the last couple of podcasts about our deer camps and things like that. Are you up at, like, a actual deer camp, or what do you guys got going on up there? Yep, we have a uh, a 60-foot construction trailer that we turn into our deer hunting cabin, and it's um, 60 by 12, and... 12 by 12 on each end of the trailer and those are both bedrooms uh it's my dad my brother and i on one end and then on the other end it's um between anywhere from three to six guys in the other room and uh, it's just a big bunkhouse and then in the middle is our um our big dining room table we got a wood stove um gas range that we cook our potatoes on and yeah, that's basically all it is. So, like, I kind of mentioned on that episode that we were talking about, like, the Minnesota gun opener, you know, and, like, we had Dirk and, and Corey and Tim, and we were talking about, like, the, the uh, what what do you call it, um, deer hunting, the tradition. Tradition, yep. You guys have, like, the biggest tradition yep. for deer hunting since, like, out of anybody, because you guys go up there and you cut wood. Everyone goes up there and you guys cut and split wood for the for the deer shack yep you guys you've been going up there for the same people have been going up there for what how many years i've been going up there since i was 12 so i think that's 27 years yeah just you alone and your dad and yep. and cousins they've been going up there for how many years before then yep and and like your guys's camp some some years like you can't drive a truck back there right like like it's, it's like a gravel road and it'll like if you get a lot of rain don't you have to take like four wheelers and stuff back there? Or? Um, no, it's that our road stays pretty pretty well maintained. It's the it doesn't get too slippery. I guess the only slippery part is the main or just once you turn in, you do have a probably a maybe 10, 15, 20 degree grade of probably about seventy five feet. That's you know just a deep spot. Yep, just a just a nice gradual hill, but that's only tricky spot is hoping you don't get off on the side and get stuck but if you stay in the middle you're good but and you guys don't even have power out there you just bring generators yeah right? generators <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's yeah. like in the middle of not nowhere yeah and and what is it is it your dad and your cousins like do they you guys have like 40 acres that they own or yes we have um 20 acres that we own and we have private land on both sides of us and then on the opposite side of our road is state land and my dad my brother and i are on um that 20 acres and then everyone else hunts on the state land state land yep so you guys got a pretty nice stand set up out there permit stuff or um my dad and my brother do my (laughs) my i used to um mine got knocked down from the wind a tree knocked it down probably three years ago so i'm hunting a ground blind or anybody else's stand for a third weekend second or third weekend i hunt a 
ground blind first weekend, but is it elevated or are you just on the ground? Just on the ground. Just on the ground. Yep. Is it thick woods? Yeah, it's yeah. pretty thick stuff. Yeah, a lot of small saplings and shit. Yeah, dude. So was I think it was when your brother was on last winter. Wasn't there a story about someone shooting someone's deer in someone else's stand or or what was? Wasn't there something weird with your brother in that? I can't remember. Was did was, did he sit in your stand and shoot a deer, or did you guys switch stands, or or he, you saw a deer, and then like you couldn't get? Oh a- yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I know this story. Oh yeah. All right. So my brother and my cousin Keith went hunting opener yeah, Saturday morning. I think I was thirteen years old. Derek must have been. 12 12 or 11 and they saturday morning or saturday all day i think they must have counted 40 50 deer that they've seen and when i i was been i've been hunting with dad and uh and we didn't we didn't see a damn deer all day and then dad um i think went to a stand that day and I walked out late, and he, as he was walking to a stand, he shot a deer on the way out. <laughs> and so I'm like, whatever. I, I asked I asked my cousin Keith if I could hunt with him the next morning, and Derek could hunt with Dad, and we would swap. And he said, yeah, that's fine. So Keith and I went hunting that next morning, that Sunday morning. We didn't see a damn deer. <laughs> 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 Nothing. <laughs> But that's that's hunting. That's so. What do you not to get like into super details? So, what do you like? Because you're a pretty gun enthusiast. Yep. So, like, what are you taking up there for your like? Even in the because you said how far can you shoot? I in if if I had my old stand, my max shot is eighty yards. Okay. Yep. And that's that's one lane. I think I have maybe thirty yards behind me. In, in a few places, but my one longest shot was 80 yards. So what do you, so now what, you shoot 50 being on the ground or? Close? Yeah, if that, yeah. So what do you use when you go up there? I got, I got three different guns that I shoot. Um, well, <laughs> or just whatever, I just got to lay in there, whatever what I feel like. Oh yeah, I'll, no. take, I'll take that old girl. Shoot them all at the yeah. same damn time. Every year I like to switch it up. Um, um. It's pretty much the the only uh, rifle I've got deer with is my 270 that I bought when I was 13, 14 years old. And I like to fall back on that as often as I can. But I have a, a 6.5 Creedmoor that I, one of my 6.5 Creedmoors, um, the first one that I bought. It's just a lighter hunting rifle. Um. I do have another 6.5 Creedmoor in Ruger Precision that obviously is too heavy and too big to take in the stand. And I've dipped it in um, Cryptek Camel. Dude, I've seen that thing. Like what, you're 6'2", 6'3"? 6'3", yeah. That thing sits up to like his chin when the butt's on the fucking ground. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, it looks like With a the suppressor, yeah. like American Sniper, like just... Yeah. Like a giant, long gun. Yeah, oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's too too it's big like, and too heavy for the like stand. It's like taller than me. Jesus, <laughs> too pretty. I guess I suppose we'll have to take a picture of it and just put it 
What I done yeah. that? Yeah, it's fine with me. <laughs> I, I love showing my guns off. So yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised. Speaking, of, I'm surprised you're not in a cutoff shirt. No, I I don't even know. I don't even have one underneath. Well, I didn't buy the two tickets to the gun show. <laughs> going go go ice fishing with Butcher for how many years? And we'd be sitting in a portable fish house with no like no insulation. This before like we were able to buy one in like a chapelle yeah in like yeah. a chapelle like a suitcase like there's just enough room for both of our fat asses uh-huh. and we got the buddy heater in there and i got like three shirts on a couple <laughs> long sleeve shirts sweatshirt my bibs my boots and he's sitting over there in his just his bibs and just a cutoff shirt he's like god you kind of cold <laughs> <laughs> no i'm looking at you to make me cold and everywhere we went he's always in a cutoff shirt yep yeah, between the 270, my smaller 6.5 Creedmoor, and I just bought a 308 a few years mm. ago, and I got that. Um, I used it last year, and I this I didn't see anything last year, the uh, opening morning. The second morning, that Sunday, I went out, and it was a windy, windy day, and... I was in my brother's stand, and we, uh, hunting was fine. I think I was in the stand for hour, hour and a half. It was just getting to, I think it was probably, you know, 7.30, 8 o'clock. And, uh, you could, you know, in, in the woods, you can hear a big one, a gust of wind coming. And yeah. I felt my, felt the tree shake and go back and forth. And all of a sudden, my rifle disappears from me and it falls out of the stand because, um, I had to, the butt of the gun on the on the floor of the on the floor of the stand and then it leaning up between the shooting rail and the tree so it was perfect cocked in the middle and then it must have been uh wind must have pushed the tree just enough to where that pushed the tree back enough and the <laughs> barrel of the gun fell off the tree and down it went and got lodged in between the tree but below me yeah and climbed down on the stand and i really had to put my foot like like get up on the tree and pull my rifle out of the out of the tree lodged in or that bad it it was lodged in oh no and once i finally pulled it out i'm looking everything scope is fine and all of a sudden i don't see my magazine oh no and that's what i heard pinging noise as the rifle hit the ground it was my ammo scattering everywhere (laughs) so what happened was the um when the rifle fell out of the tree the magazine hit the stand busted open and then yeah busted my magazine busted in three pieces the and i still haven't found a magazine for that is it just because it was cold out or just because it hit it at the right angle. Hit it at the right and angle. And it just broke. Yep. Oh. That's crazy. Yep. Well, so you went out first weekend, and you didn't get anything. You went out this last weekend. You got dumped down with two to six inches of snow. Yeah, the thing was four to six. Yep. Did Did you get anything? Did you see anything? No, we didn't. Yeah, we went out. Didn't see anything at all, even before, during that storm. Saturday, it was... Big dis, we were just disappointed. Like we were almost sick. Like how 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 can we not see anything with this storm coming through? And you're not. I mean, what you're two, 
two and a half hours, three hours north of here. You're kind of mm-hmm. like in the Brainerd area, right? Yep, Aiken. Yep. A- Aiken? Yep. So, and a- then... Aiken Palisade, yep. And you normally, you guys normally get a couple deer. Like Yeah, it's rare we don't... Fi- uh, it's rare someone doesn't get a deer. Yep. Yeah. And how many did you guys end up taking out of camp this year? Uh, one. Just one? Yeah, one out of six guys. Yeah. Jesus. And that's yeah. that, the one deer that... Like we, uh, Derek, your brother posts the picture on the border podcast yep. community page. And that's where the whole front shoulder of the doe is yep. just like mangled. Yep. Yeah. It's, uh, do you know what happened? Um, or is it like Ben Sanderson said that it's a soft point hitting that yep. blade and then it just blew up. Yep. We, uh, we saw this, uh, we saw that text from Ben Sanderson and I think I asked Wyatt what he was shooting and he said probably a soft point. Okay. So it makes sense. So are you going, you got one more weekend up there. Are you going back up? Not likely. No, no, no. Kind of just frustrated for the year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it's hard to, hard to keep going back. Right. Yep. Yeah. I got busted by a doe last year and my brother Stan, and that was the first time I'd seen deer in four years. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It's, it was bad. It's bad. It's getting it's getting worse. You're almost like to the like uh, Corey standards, or what? He didn't see a deer or shoot a deer for how many years? And he almost hung it up, and then he shot up the biggest buck of his life with his bow. I don't, I don't ever see myself getting to that point because the, oh no, just I just like the tradition of going. Mm-hmm. Well, being, that's that's being the biggest the thing. You've been doing this since you're 12 years right. old. It's hard to not it, do it, right? Um, well, in your in your area up there, is that um. It's not intensive harvest, is it? Refresh my memory on what that well, means. It, is it like you can shoot multiple deer? deer? Yeah. Um, it depends on the year. Every um, we hunt in one fifty six or one seventy two. I can't remember what zone it is, but it's right next to six oh four, which is a five deer limit. And okay. is that the six oh four? Is that the uh, um, CWD? I believe so. It's. I remember um, when I went to uh, um, when I went back home when I worked in uh, in the in the mines up north. I passed uh, I think town in I think it was Fifty Lakes, and um, I think they had a CWD testing site there. Okay. Oh. Yeah. And yeah. I think that would be in the six oh four zone. Yeah, I'm just kind of curious just to see because, you know, you guys have maybe there's is it a shortage of deer or just they weren't moving in your area? I I want to say it's the I I I can't I can't tell you. I I, I want to say the coyotes are getting to them, but there's no sign of that in our area. Okay. We, we you, you don't hear them. There's no tracks of them. You don't hear hunters in our area talking about them. And even uh, my dad was uh, talking to a guy who hunts in 604 that that area, and he said, "Yeah, you can shoot five deer. We didn't see one." Okay, yeah. well, maybe that's going to change too in that area. But. Well, and didn't you say something earlier when we were kind of talking about what did your co- didn't your cousin find something out or or somebody was looking up uh, like the information on the DNR? Yeah, he sent me a text. That said, um, um, the he said on. the numbers were down. Yes, the the numbers were down. Um, I think he said eleven percent. 
Yeah, he said deer kill was down 11% in Minnesota opening weekend. And I believe it because they're... I could probably count on my two hands how many shots there were opening weekend so in you, our listening area. So your your zone here was, uh, let's see. 171. 171? Yep. Yep. Sorry, not to. But so you guys are one deer limit antlerless permit. Yep. So. And you draw that. when You, you apply for that in what? Uh, Usually September. Uh, no. September? Yeah, beginning. Like end of August, beginning. Yeah, yep. Yeah, September. And then you find out usually in the middle of September, I think. Yeah, it had to have been because I went to buy my it was bow opener. No, whenever I went to Wyoming, I had to buy an orange hat. Okay. And I went there and Runnings had orange hats. And I said, hey, can I buy one of those hats? And they're like, oh, you get this when you uh, you buy a license. I said, well, I bought my license already. She said, for what? And I said, for bow uh, a couple weeks ago or whatever. And she's like, oh. And I showed her my license. And then she's like, oh, here, here's a hat. Okay. But I think that's right around the time when they're starting to get the lottery permits. Like, would you found out if you got it or not? And I think they mailed it to you. Yep. Yeah. It's been so many years since I had to do a lottery. Yeah. Where it's, I'm at. it's pretty crazy. So, Butch, you, you didn't get much. Um, you're not sure if you're going to be up there. Uh, you guys do have a ridiculous family tradition. It's fun yeah. to listen to all your guys' mm-hmm. stories. Um, so, Tim, you went up, what, Tuesday or Wednesday last week? I headed back out Tuesday night and uh, hunted. My, my biggest thing, I wanted to be out there for that Wednesday morning because that was when the weather was going to really start to change and we're supposed to get that rain Wednesday night, which we did. Um, didn't pan out to help out really much at all. It was, I was so excited walking out to that stand thinking, yep, it's a cool, nice, cool morning. Things are changing. Going to be a good day. Really, um, we've seen deer, just nothing really worth shooting. A lot of really small does running around. And uh, let's see. We moved into, like, say, Thursday, Friday. Wyatt was out in the open with me. He's seen some uh, some smaller deer. Every night at, at right at sundown, though, he had a really nice eight pointer that would come by, or come out of the come out of the woods in front of him, but could never get it to come close enough to uh, to take a shot before the um, you know last light half hour after sun sundown. So never got a shot off that guy. Um, he was really pissed off <laughs> saturday morning um he's sitting in a stand and this is when we got all that snow and everything uh he was all excited all of a sudden this eight pointer got up behind him now to the south of him on the other side of a pond and i I actually posted a picture of that pond on a, the group page because it showed it, it was almost the one i was almost uh, capped off with ice yeah so this this uh, big bucket's up over there now he sees this thing in daylight and he's like that rack was way more impressive than the day than right at, you know, sundown. So the deer, you know, headed away from him, headed to the south, and all of a sudden, he, I guess uh, he looked up and he seen a guy standing there in orange in a stand. Oh. And it was like, I don't know, maybe five, ten minutes later, you heard a boom, just one shot. It's like, okay, now what? Well, all of a sudden, he texts me, he goes, that guy got out of his stand. Oh no! Like, oh no! So most likely that that eight pointer went down that morning. That so I was un- unfortunate for him. Um, he did have this little fork guy that was uh, cruising around by him. Uh, he he had a video that he sent to me later on after that hunt that night, and I sent I think I sent it to some of the guys on the the border stuff that we do. And and here this stupid little fork. He looks like 
your dog Rev looking for a damn ball. <laughs> oh yeah, you said, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's all over the place. He's got his nose down on the ground. He's just trying to find a doe trail, you know, and just hilarious. I'm like, hey, it looks like a freaking dog looking for a tennis ball. Isn't it funny? Like when you like even in like the beginning of September or maybe even uh, I'm sure during like opener of rifle, like when you have like the fawns come out with the doe, and those like you get twins. And those two just absolutely mess with each other. Like oh, yeah. they start wrestling around, and all of a sudden, mom's <laughs> sitting there, and they just start ru- like booking around. Like, mom, look how fast I can run! Yeah, <laughs> like, got these new shoes I can run real fast. Yeah, and they're just like messing with each other. It, it literally reminds me of two dogs playing. Yeah, like yep. it is so fun to watch, and it, especially like early in the season when you're just amped for bow, and you get out opener, and all of a sudden here comes. It's always the two fawns first. And then the and then the doe comes behind, right? And those two are just running around trees, and they're chasing, and they're galloping, and it's like I could sit and watch that all freaking day. Oh yeah, it's entertaining. Yeah. So the next day after Wyatt uh, told me about that little fork by him, he ended up over in my neck of the woods, and it was one of those days where it was it was really windy again, and uh, that was after we had a little bit of snow on the ground. But I'm sitting out in the open, but what was it, about 30 yards in front of me, I have a set of woods there. And every now and then I'd see this little buck come by, and he'd just kind of scouring that woods for looking for a doe. And it was a couple hours later, I I just, I got bored. I'm, I'm like, I'm not seeing him. I wonder where he's at. So I thought I'd I'd try a little grunt call. Yeah. So I gave off like three three big, uh, like uh, mature buck calls. And uh, gave off the three grunts, and all of a sudden he came back out, and he was still within about 10 feet from the edge of the woods. Yeah. Wouldn't come all the way out, but he was just pacing in front of me, like looking around, like, all right, where's this buck at? And uh, so I thought, well, I'm going to try the bleak can. And I've never had good luck with this the bleak can before. Yeah. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to give this a whirl. I held it out the window of my stand, gave one bleat, and in 30 seconds that little buck come flying out of that woods. <laughs> He's like, oh, my God, where is she? Where is she? You know, he's looking around. He came within probably 15 yards from my stand. And then finally he, he ended up winning me a little bit, and he spotted me. So then he got you know a little little more scared, and he's kind of – we did the stare down for a little while. And then he turned around and ran back in the woods. But I'm like, it's so easy to call this guy in because yeah. he is so horned up. And the <laughs> only thing I think of, he's a nice-looking little fork. He's going to be a nice deer in a couple of years. And so we wanted to let him pass. And I'm like – this little guy is so horned up, he's going to run in front of the wrong damn hunter sometime when they call Same. him in. So He's going to run in front of Butcher. Butcher back, all right, this, yeah. two, this 270's got your name. I haven't seen a deer in four years. <laughs> I just want to go down there and do the guy a favor and jerk him off just so he can put chase <laughs> the fucking bulls. <laughs> that poor guy. But <laughs> it, I've never like I've never had that happen where I call and a deer just comes busting out. Oh, no, I've never seen it before, and so that's why it's kind of fun when you do this to a deer that you don't really plan on shooting. You just mess with them. Just yeah, you just get, mess. Just with, get in their head a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Well, I like yeah. to experiment, you know. And like I said, that that bleak can. I've never really had a good response out of it ever. I'm like, I'm gonna give this thing a try, and yeah, when they're <laughs> when they're ready to find a doe, and I hear that. It's it's pretty awesome to see him respond, and that's like going off of I've never heard a doe say make that noise before. No, I've never heard a like yeah. I've never heard any of that before. And all of a sudden, like you hit it, and there he is. Like where's she? Yep. <laughs> well, and that's where another one too. Or um, earlier in the hunt, Wyatt said he had a, a doe. I think she had a fawn with her. You know, smaller mm-hmm. smaller um, deer with her. 
And he said that she was bleeding. I'm like, does it sound like my can? He goes, no, not even close. <laughs> it makes it sound so bad. <laughs> She's bleeding. <laughs> bleat, bleat with a T. I didn't enunciate. Um, but yeah, to finish off my hunt this year, it, it basically became a bust. Um, seen some deer, but just no, sh- nah, nothing to really shoot at. So it's uh, kind of a bummer, but we still got meat in the freezer. And you're all. You don't get a third weekend, right? No, it's we're just done. Two because you're in the shotgun area. Yes. Is that how Minnesota works? Is people with rifle like up farther northern Minnesota? If you hunt in a rifle zone, you get three weekends. Zone, zone one hundred is three weekends. Zone two hundred is two, I believe, and three is also two. I I think that sounds about right. Yeah. Well, but parts of uh like towards the cities get three weekends for shotgun, right? Like. Around like the what is it the seven oh one or whatever like Hennepin County area I think they still get three weekends for I'm shotgun. not sure but probably are they yes. they used to I okay. know they used to for sure hmm. I know they are looking at changing ours a rifle that would be well, especially up there where you are yeah like, out in the open where we're at I don't know why that'd be nice it's, it should be like within like certain like up here like like in the sand dunes north of Big Lake right. Mm-hmm. That area makes more sense of being a shotgun zone because of houses. Yeah, it's more more or less about the population. Yeah. Yep. How populated that area is. But out where you are, I find it, I mean, I'm sure they have their reasons of it. And I I would think it would be pretty wide open that you're not, you don't have a problem of hitting people's houses. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's on the table for discussion right now, I guess. So hopefully, because I got a thirty thirty or thirty out six in at home. That oh, I'd, speaking of that, I'd uh, use. so when Butch came over today, we're you know we're kind of sitting down here in the podcast room shooting the shit, and I get a phone call from Mean Gene. Right? Oh no, I let him borrow my two forty three. Before uh, before when when uh, Seth was sighting in his antelope gun, his 243 for headed out West, I brought mine over to his aunt's house and we sighted in. And I mean, it was, it was pretty close to on. Like if there's a deer within 200 yards, you're going to hit it. So I get this phone call. I'm like, Oh, maybe he got, you know, maybe he got one yesterday or whatever this last weekend. And first thing he says is your scope is off. And I'm like, (laughs) what are you talking about? My scope's off. He goes, I was at, I was at Paul's house and, and uh, this big buck comes walking out like 100 yards away. And I'm a big buck. And I'm like, okay, nice eight-pointer. I shot. Didn't even hit him. I completely missed him. And I'm like, well, when you pick the gun up, I said, I just sighted it in, but go sight it in again just to make sure something goofy didn't happen, you know. He called me the next day after he picked the gun up. Yep, <laughs> it's right on. I'm hitting. I'm hitting right. You know, right next to the bullseye. At he must have been shooting at fifty or hundred, whatever. He's like, it's right on. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So like, I didn't mess it up. I'm away home or whatever. I yep. threw it right in the case, and everything was good to go. The only time I opened the case is when I handed it to him to show it to him. And <laughs> so he missed this buck. He goes, then I. So then I'm at Paul's house, and right after this big buck went out, and he said he sighted in the gun again. You're good nine inches low into the right. I'm like, I I felt like being like, well, you must have hit the thing on something. Like you must have bumped the scope. Yep. 
And then he kept talking about how there's, you know, a lot of does up there. It's intensive harvest zone. And he came back down on, after he missed the buck, he came back down and got his 7mm. Because he didn't want to shoot it with a 7mm. Because he goes, that makes such a big hole that he it's just a mess. And he's like, you know, I've never had good luck with this 243. I always seem to wound deer with it. <laughs> <laughs> I've wounded so many deer with this gun. I'm like, oh, thanks. And, uh. And he goes, it's not your fault. Like, and, and Butcher, because I had it on speaker and Butcher's listening, and he made a pretty good point, which I never thought about is, he said, when you sight a gun in, everybody shoots different with a gun. Yep. And he goes, it could be right on for you, although he sighted it in, but he didn't have, you know, the bags and all that when you're sighting a gun, and I'm sure he didn't have a tripod. I'm sure he's, you know, this big buck walks out and... He's, you know, shaking, and he's probably winded from running or whatever, and he, you know, he just missed. Yep. But, like, I never I never thought of that, and he said it, Butcher said it right away. When he when he heard Grandpa say it, shoot different, he goes, yep. He goes, I could pull any of your guys' guns, and I couldn't yep. hit anything. But yep. you guys could hit a dime or whatever from 200 yards away. Well, that's the biggest thing when you're sighting in guns, too, is you, you do have it on the bags, and it's properly set up. You get out in a deer stand, especially if you're just standing there try, trying to take that shot. Now it's up to you to make that shot correct. And you don't realize how much you move. Oh, no. Like, you, you're nope. not still at all. Yeah, take a peek through a scope and try to keep it still on a, on a leaf. It's not going to happen. Oh, yeah, and like uh, when we went out west with Seth and his antelope, he had uh, this really nice tripod where he you pull the trigger and you're able to slide it. And it's like there's no like friction or resistance, I guess. And he was able, like, I'm like, oh, I never even thought of a tripod. You know, you think right. that, like, oh, I sighted in on these bags. If it's on, then I can just pull up. But if you're running 200 yards, if you have any deer walk in front of you, like even bow hunting, your adrenaline's pumping, you're shaking. Like, yep. it's, I never even, I, I, I've never shot one with a rifle, so I wouldn't know what it's like. Mm-hmm. But I can imagine going from shooting at your, looking through your bow sight, which it's, it's pretty far away, I guess, you know, at arm length, but you you can see everything else around it. Like, yep. you, you can zoom in, and it's just a little dot. But if your eye's through this scope, all you see is what's through that scope. Yeah. And if, if you're moving around, you can lose sight to that deer pretty quick if it's zoomed in enough. If you're – I've tooled around my 6.5 Creedmoor and my 308 enough, and if I have – if I'm dead, you know, sitting at the – um gun range for you know half hour if my heart rate's low if i don't walk out to my target too often and just fucking around just shooting the my scope zoomed in you can literally see your heartbeat in the scope you can oh no shit well you can (laughs) you can feel your pulse yep you can feel your pulse you can see your scope move ever so slightly and it's it's just fun to like shoot and you know you hear on you sir you see on like military movies shoot in between your heartbeats and you have to. That's crazy. That, that's that's yeah. cool. That you is might, pretty you, neat. Uh-huh. You must have a better scope than the Walmart special. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, zooming in at two hundred yards and you can see that thing vibrate with your mm-hmm. poles. But so, so that's so that's about it for you guys for the year. Yep. Well yep. done. Well um, done. I think I'm wrapped up. Unless I talk you into getting your bow, your bow out and maybe hit some state land yeah. around here. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. So, well, with that, let's, uh, you, and you guys got to go to the bathroom quick or anything like that? Nope. I'm good. I'm good. good. All right. Well, then let's, uh, 
Let's give Reese from the Brotherhood a call. These are cooled off. <laughs> I can hear it. <clears throat> I hear myself chewing. How about now? Yep. yep. All right. A little quiet, but it's that's pretty good. I can turn your... There you go. That'll work. Who are you calling? Reese. Hello. Hello, Reese. How's it going? Welcome to the Border Outdoors podcast. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> well, you're kind of a, a regular guy around here with the podcast. This is uh, Reese from Brotherhood Hunting. Who all you got there? What? Who all do you have there? Oh, Butch and um, Tim. Oh, nice. Yeah. How's it going, guys? Good. How about you, Reese? Oh, not too bad. Good. Going good on my end. Get any more uh, deer running through your duck spread? <laughs> <laughs> first time for everything i guess yeah that was pretty neat to see though yeah it was cool too bad i didn't have my bow with yeah it looked like a nice buck yeah it wasn't too bad and the does were kind of nice too oh yeah so reese we're kind of just going over uh deer like deer opener and the second weekend but the first question i have to ask you did you shit your pants when that wolf came walking <laughs> through on that video? No. no, I did not. No, he, uh, so it, it was a frosty morning and that thing came through around nine o'clock. So everything had melted. So it was pretty quiet and he snuck up on me and I turned around cause I heard him. He was about 15 yards from me when I heard him turned around and there he was just kind of trotting through. And luckily he was upwind for me. So he didn't really smell me and I was able to get a video of him. Yeah. It so was pretty cool though. We're That's watching cool. that video right now. And when he comes up to this, uh, looks like some exposed dirt. Was that a uh, rub or a scrape? I mean, no. Well, it was my mock scrape that I made the day before. Okay. Did you put any but, scent in it? Just my scent. Okay. <laughs> well, that's what I was gonna say. It looked like he pinpointed on something. And yep. Then, so yeah, no, he he definitely smelled that, and then you can see him kind of tense up a little bit, and then uh, he didn't seem too frightened, just kind of looking around to see what was going on, and. Oh, and yeah. then took yeah. off. He definitely. I didn't realize that. When yeah, you said he kind of hunched yeah. down a little yep. bit. And... He does. He's kind of like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh-huh. What's going it, on? It, it changed yeah. his whole uh, direction, it looks like, yep. too. He kind of hung a hung a sharp left there after he got that scent. No, that's a neat video. That is. So yeah, was, I've never never actually seen him in the daylight. I've seen him a couple of years ago. We had some come through really early in the morning. We had snow, so you could see that they weren't deer. And there's a pack of them that came through. And then you can hear him almost every morning out there. But this one actually came through. It was kind of cool. Yeah, that's cool to see. Like when he smelled your scrape, he kind of like <laughs> upped his guard a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah was, oh yeah. So like we were talking. Uh, did you get down a little early before last light, or <laughs> like, or are you are you just a a badass like Seth, and nothing scares you when you're in the woods? No, I, I guess I did get down early, but it wasn't because of that. So I, I had to take my stand down and I had this four wheeler come through and spook a deer probably 10 minutes before shoot night was over. So I was like, screw it. I'm done and took down, well, but it wasn't because of the wolf. But weirder things have happened though. Like you didn't think about sticking it out. Do you always hear those stories of people that say some guy walks through, you know, they're where they're hunting. And then all of a sudden, five minutes later, a deer comes through because maybe they're dragging a doe estrus bag or something. 
Well, he, so they had, I could hear the four wheeler coming down the trail and they ended up stopping and I knew that they had, they saw a deer and then they were sitting there waiting for probably 30, 40 seconds. And then the deer came running through me. And then that's when I was like, okay, well now that they already did that, I'm pretty sure there's nothing else coming. So I was like, ah, I'll right. take this little bit of light to take down the stand and get out of here. How far of a walk out did you have? Not very far, maybe half mile, quarter mile. And yeah, were you hunting out of your saddle? Yep. Yeah, that was for opener. Do you so do you have so you hunt like farther north than all of us? So I am by the rapids area, Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids. And is that is that the buck only zone? Yeah, it's buck only. Um and then it's the the dull lottery. So when you buy your, your license early, yeah. you get entered into that lottery. Yeah, we were talking. Butcher's kind of in a zone similar to that. Um, yeah, they're just aching, I think. Yep. yep. So you guys, you guys must be only like one zone over then. Yeah, we're. Yeah, we're not too far. Yeah. Okay. What? Uh, so it's just you up there. Do you have your dad or uncles, cousins? Do you guys have like a deer camp kind of thing, or? Uh, it's always just me and my dad. So we go up there. We just stay at the cabin. We've been hunting that area for ever since I've started hunting, I think 12 years old or so. Um, we just haven't seen the amount of deer lately. So that's why I, I didn't buy a rifle tag. I just went with my bow and I did the first day. I found a decent spot. I thought sat up there and then just kind of scouted the rest of the time just to find some new spots for next year and the year after. But uh, yeah, it's always just been me and my dad up there. Well, it looks like some pretty, you know, thick, big woods type of deal. So, I mean, you probably aren't shooting any farther with a rifle than you are with your bow anyways. No. So that spot that I was actually sitting in when I took that video, the farthest I could shoot was 17 yards. So it's, it's, it's either thick stuff that you're sitting in and you can see some deer, but you can't shoot very far. Or it's, you find the good open, like oak flats that you can actually shoot a distance, but there's already 15 hunters in there yeah not a lot of people like to hunt the thick woods they like i don't like for me when i go into state land the first thing i look for is okay this is thick this is thick and then you find an opening you're like okay that's where you want to be i can see a little farther for a deer but yeah like like when uh seth and i went up to the state land that first hunt and we saw them two bucks we the farthest shot we probably had was 20 yards like it's pretty similar we were on the ground and there's oh, yeah. a lot of under underbrush type stuff, and he's like, "Don't rule out the thick woods." Like, especially talking about like the snow a little earlier and how you can see so much farther away. And that oh, yeah. thicker stuff, you'll see him coming from farther, but you have a it's up close and personal kind of experience. And I don't know, it it's just trickier. It's I don't know how to explain it. It's either harder. But yet easier because you can see them right now, and if they're not paying attention, then you know you got a good shot. Oh but, yeah. And if you're farther away, then you're watching them come in, and then that gives your you know yourself more time to get into your head. Type type of deal for me versus I kind of like to have one just pop up and you can't even think. You just you know what you have to do. Muscle memory kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I had uh, this past week, and I tried out some new area, and that's what I had. I rattled in my first buck just a little fork and i didn't see it till it was was it 22 yards it came out of like a a smaller 
oak flat and it came right up caught my wind and it was gone but yeah i didn't see the thing until it was 22 yards from me so it's pretty uh you don't have time to get buck fever no what kind of rattle did you bring him in with was it something uh, synthetic or yeah it's just a little rattle bag okay i thought you just got it like two weeks ago i think has your It'll, has your hunting in that area recently decreased like have you seen less and less activity or has it been pretty consistent no, it's decreased a lot. Um, I'd say probably over the last maybe four or five years. So like opening opener this year, this morning or in the morning, I think we maybe heard like maybe 10, 15 shots and it's rifles. So they, that noise carries quite a ways. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, been, it's been the same for us in the last four, five, six years. Yeah. I don't know if it's those, the Timberwolves getting them or. Yeah, for what it is. Yep, that's. Well, I don't, they haven't really had harsh winters. I mean, the last couple winters have been pretty, pretty easy. Oh, I guess they they have had quite a bit of snow up north compared to here, but I don't think it's been worse than years previous. But you're starting no, to see more, like with your video of the wolf fetch. I've never seen a video like that, and that's no. badass. Thanks for posting it, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> and, oh, yeah. and like you're hearing more and more people talk about when they go up for deer opener and everyone's seeing wolves and it, it used to not see them on like used to see them way up like North shore, like Lutzen, uh, international falls. Like, you know, F Effie's not that far from you, but like up in that great, you know, Northern area. But yeah. now like you're seeing more and more in, uh, Emily area. I know someone that he had, uh, he commented on your post. He hunts up by Emily and he said he had one that came by at, I don't even know. Uh, let's see. I, I can tell you right here. Have you seen, besides that video, Reese, that uh, that you've seen or even heard coyotes, or not coyotes, uh, wolves in your area in the last four or five years? Or has there been yeah. any sign? Yeah, pretty much every year you'll hear them in the morning. Oh, really? Okay. Um, <laughs> you won't catch then, me going in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think... You saw how it reacted when it smelt a human. I think they're pretty scared, unless they're in a pack. I think that I think you're pretty pretty safe. I'm okay. Yeah, there, there's plenty of them up there. And like I said, that one year, you could see them coming through in the morning. It was it was probably like 20, 20 minutes, half hour before shooting light, so it's still dark. But yeah, the snow. You could see them with the snow, and you could hear them hauling off in the distance. And then all of a sudden, you can hear them hear them running through, and and then. Sure, shit, they're there. You can see them. Hmm. Well, then, there's definitely plenty up there, and that's why they had the season on them. Uh, that was a while back, two, I think. Now, two or three years ago, I remember. Didn't they hit the quota like super fast? Yeah, everybody was all over that <laughs> yeah. really quick. Oh yeah. yeah, but like, like going on, like not to keep talking about the wolves, but I get in my 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 head a lot. Like you know, I overthink a lot of things, and like you have these wolves, like you said, and how it reacted to the smell of your of your scent and the, your mock scrape and all this and how it tensed up. All I think about is all the people that shoot deer up there that don't find them, especially in that thick woods. And that's why they're howling is because they're, you know, gut piles and deer that people haven't found. And I've seen a lot of videos and pictures on Facebook this year of people that waited and did the right thing and didn't go after deer right away. And all of a sudden they get there the next morning and there's like nothing but the head left. Like, the coyotes oh, yeah. and the wolves just completely got it down to the bones. Like, it looks like it was sitting there for three weeks. 
Because they're just, yeah. I don't know if they're extra hungry or what the heck the deal is. I don't think it matters where you are, whether it's coyotes in your area or Timberwolves. It's They've got plenty of food. And especially for hunting season, those gut piles or down deer that aren't recovered. It's And then there's really no no predators for them except for us. Yeah, which a lot yep. of people don't. A lot of people don't shoot them. Well, a lot of people don't go coyote hunting around here. I mean, we we're, yeah. were having a conversation earlier when we were eating uh, supper, and we were talking about like Butcher and his fiance Whitney. You know, they're looking at you know uh, buying a house now, and he's like, I didn't know if I wanted to live in the country or in the city. And we're going over the pros and cons, and and Mariah said something about, well, you when you get in the country, you got to worry about you know like coyotes and all this. Well, where they live now, they're like, there's a bigger coyote problem in the city yeah. than there yep. is in the, yeah. in, like, they're like a, a, a police car will go by and all of a sudden all you hear is coyotes howling and yep. you're like, holy shit, those things are close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they're, uh-huh. they're all over yeah. the place. But you hear stories in Minnetonka, um, Eden Prairie, all like them, you know, nicer cities to, and they got coyotes all over the place. They just hide in these little chunks of woods and yep. they hop fence or yep someone lets yeah, their little ankle biter out and there it goes yep yeah they don't need much like last year during one of my park hunts they uh so i heard a just this it sounded like a stampede coming through the woods and i turned around and there's two nice bucks hauling ass and then right behind it was two coyotes chasing them Jeez. and that's and that's in a smaller park area yeah so yeah they they really they can live anywhere so did you did you or did your dad get anything opener no, I ended up seeing one Friday night. I was up there bow hunting, and then I saw whatever that was Saturday when uh, that four wheeler came through and spooked it. But other than that, that was about it. And you just went up the opener weekend, and then you said you hunted around here last weekend. Yep, this past weekend I just hunted around here. So hunting around here with your bow. I have a couple questions. So normally, you know, hunting around here and it's gun season and you have a bow, does that, obviously it must not freak you out that much. Like with no. people, people always talk about, you know, these guys that go in the woods, I guess second weekend is probably not as bad as first or opener weekend, but how many, uh, cause you were, you were hunting, you know, not that far away. How many vehicles, how many shots, like, did it affect your hunt at all? Or, you know, any of, any of the, like, those normal, like Tim said, he hunts around some state land and he gets nervous walking out in the morning, you know, like, was there anyone around you? Like, did you see any blaze orange or did, I mean, you had to wear your blaze orange, right? And all that shit. Yeah. So I was still wearing mine. Uh, nobody was set up by me, but there are people walking through, um, you can see a couple people on the, the trail. There's a trail about, I don't know, quarter mile away or so, but you can see that blaze orange of people walking. Um, for vehicles, like when I went out there, I was like, God, when I first got there, it's coming down because it's where I hunt. It's public land, probably like a mile before I get to the spot that I was going to hunt. And I probably counted 20, 30 vehicles. And I was like, oh, this is going to be awful. And I got to the spot where I wanted to go, and not a single person was there. Which is kind of nice. So it goes. So I don't really. Go ahead. What's up? No, go ahead. What are you saying? Well, I don't worry, really worry about people uh, like the gun hunters. Like I'm wearing blaze orange. I don't think there's going to be any issue with that. Yeah. 
So it goes with like the old wise tale, the people that hunt, you know, they don't, they don't go very far into the woods. If you just go a little bit farther, then you're not going to see anybody. I mean, you, yeah. may, you may see a couple like people that maybe bow hunt and they've already scouted areas in there, but a lot of them guys ain't going to drag a deer a mile and a half no. out of the woods. No. <laughs> a lot of the guys aren't going to drag a deer a half mile out of the woods. No. Yeah, exactly. Especially up there. Cause you can't use four wheelers. So yeah, that, uh, I think that deters a lot of people from going farther into the woods. Yeah, because uh, you sent me a couple Snapchats of you know you up in your saddle, and that that's starting to get my speak my interest a little <laughs> bit. Is I'm getting a little more comfortable with heights, but uh, and then you you know you kept talking. I'm like, well, you know, if you need help or whatever, he's like, yeah, I don't know how I'm gonna get this thing out of here. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, don't you have a card? He's like, no, I sent it with my dad. I'm like, well, if you shoot one, give me a call. I'll help you drag it. And that's just you have that mindset of. Like Corey and Seth were talking about, when you shoot a deer and you're that far in, and you got to drag it, especially in sand soil, it sucks. Like yeah. dragging yeah. a dragging a deer just sucks. <laughs> I, I seen a picture never... on Facebook. Hold on, I, I seen a picture on Facebook of a guy that put a deer in a stroller. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea. I wonder if he like we used to get we had this old shopping cart. I wonder if you put you big tires oh, on yeah, it yeah, and then just, wide tires on her and then cut like the sides and the front off. So it's just almost like a flatbed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just push that thing. <laughs> Sorry, Reese. I, I interrupted you. <laughs> no, you're good. No, I didn't know that. So that, like I said, that was the first time going up into that area. And I didn't know that it was all actual sand like that walking on the trails. Everything else is fine, but the trails are just sand. And it that sucks to walk in, especially going up and downhill. With all your full gear on your back, it's almost worse than four inches of snow. Yeah, it's, yep. it's, yeah. The sand is nice because you can be quiet, regardless of it's if it's rain or dry. But it sucks. Like, is that in the pines too? Then so you don't all, have the leaves crunching underneath. No, but it's super weird because you don't get the leaves, but you get like little tiny like trees and like twigs. Like oh, it's, yeah. you, it looks like it's all grass because when I did some still hunting up there it looks like all grass you're like okay i'm just gonna go real quiet and every step it's like there's these little saplings that you can't see and you just crunch you're snapping off like crunch picks or something <laughs> yeah and it's just like well what the? And, you're, and you're looking and you're like i can't even see the freaking things yeah but the deer don't step on them i didn't hear it so i had four or five deer come in and i didn't hear a single one of them and they're walking through oak leaves and and those pine needles and they're pretty quiet it's crazy it's like on uh Going back on Friday, so I went out, you know, I had a right wind on Friday, so I'm going to go back out to the land that I shot my buck at. The first yeah. time I've been in this land, right? And all of a sudden, I'm sitting there, and my 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 legs were hurting. I was standing, so I sat down for five minutes, and I look over to my left, and I see just, like, this glimmer of something. And it was kind of like, it was a little farther back from where this that buck I shot walked out. So I'm like, okay, whatever, and... I kind of looked to my right, looking at the CRP field, and I looked back, and I posted the video of it. And all of a sudden, here comes this that 10-point buck. That was a nice-looking buck, too. And he had this goofy-ass rack. He had the – I think it was the the right side was tall, like a real nice, meaty, thick, like nice rack. And then the left side was just smaller. Like it was the same size as the one I shot. It was almost like a basket rack. Like it was just – a weird two like completely different sizes you must sleep on his left side all the time <laughs> but like i'm sitting there and he didn't make a single sound 
like the entire, and he was only 25 yards away. And I, you know, I was obviously watching him. And in my head, I'm going through every possible scenario on how can I shoot this deer? Because I've already felt my buck tag. So I'm like, what is the Minnesota rules on party hunting? Can like, I shoot it? And then like <laughs> Seth comes over and has to tag it? Or like, what do I have to like? I'm trying to think of every scenario I can like, and I'm just like, I, I can't shoot it. Like it's no. one of those things you hear people that they shoot a buck and then all of a sudden a bigger one comes through and they can't shoot it. And like, I really, obviously I wanted to, but I knew I wasn't going to, but so it was fun to watch like the way he was reacting. See, the and, pressure's off you because oh, you yeah, already got I, that I, monkey I, off your back. So now you're able to just watch them. And then that's where you really start to learn too on and, what they're doing. And the difference between him, I knew he, he was an old, he had to have been a 40 year old deer. Not a forty, a four-year-old. And, <laughs> He's old. <laughs> He's got a cane. Yeah, and I knew he was older because the way he came in is the one I shot came right behind me. There's a little bit of thicket, and he got right into this opening, and boom, I got him. This one, you knew he was a little smarter because he stayed on the outside of this thicket, and he stayed at about that twenty-five yard range, and there was only two spots where I had a very, very narrow wind narrow window where i would have been able to shoot him like i had to be ready to go and he'd have to stop at the right spot at the right time or i'd have to make a noise and try to somehow not get him to look at me because i guarantee if he would have looked at me he would have saw that arrow coming so like you can tell the difference between just the intelligence between a a one year because he 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 didn't know i was there he was upwind of me he had no clue but his instincts kept him in this this area, and I threw um, just just for shits and giggles, like for what I, I had the can of a doe estrus, and I laid, you know, I was telling you how you can hold it down and it sprays, it, and I threw it right out in front of the camera because maybe like in the night or whatever, maybe yep. a buck comes through like him, and I want to get pictures of him. He smelt it, and you could tell you could tell that he he like. On the video, he was only about 10 yards from where I threw that can, and that's where he's up sniffing, but he didn't want to come out of that thicket. He wasn't going to come out unless there was something standing there. He needed a little more proof he, or yeah, a visual. He just he turned like he was going to come right out, and then he immediately turned to his left, my right, and he just kept going, and then he got to the uh, like the fence line, and he literally disappeared. I didn't know if he bedded down, so I you know threw a couple grunts out, and he was gone. He couldn't hear him jump the fence. Couldn't nothing. He was just gone. Wow. So it's it's pretty interesting. Like going on what you said, Reese. Like you can't hear him at all. Yeah, a lot of them are, are pretty good about that. And and like luckily, I've been you know played the wind north north northwest wind. I've kind of guessed that's how we set the stand up. I just kind of go off the more popular wind with cold fronts. Yeah. And it, it happened to work out. But I've had, like you said, Tim, and like having them wind you, and it's it sucks. <laughs> like, yeah, it sucks. And I've have you guys ever heard like an actual buck blow like a doe, or they just kind of look like their nose is up and they kind of just keep walking fast and just don't look back. I, I had a six pointer a couple years ago that walked up to my stand, probably twenty five yards away, looking right at me. Mm-hmm. I'm not very high up in the air, but it, this is a box blind that just has the window that he's looking through. And this that was a fun part for me, too, is I was just watching his behavior. 
He came up, looked at me. He did a he did a little snort wheeze, and then he started stomping on the ground. I'm like, this is fun to watch. You know, it's just interesting to see what they do. But then he ended up, you know, he he ended up figuring out what I was, I think, and he took off. Yeah. But, um, another one too I had on uh, Saturday was behind me. I had this one doe messing around for a while, and she then I seen her disappear into the tall grass. I got out of my stand. I was going to go sit in Wyatt's stand because he was done hunting for the weekend. Um, he quit on Saturday morning. And he was seeing that eight-pointer or whatever, but we knew that one was already long gone now. Um, but I wanted to see what else would come out. So I got out of my stand a couple hours before dark, and that doe was back, and she's just standing down there. I'm like, ah, she's a small doe. I'm not going to bother with her. Started walking away, and also I just stopped, and I turned around. We're probably 100 yards from each other. And she's just staring at me. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I'm not pressured to shoot this doe or anything, so I'm going to mess around with her. So I look at her, and I, I put my, my right hand up, and I'm waving. <laughs> and she doesn't do anything. I'm like, really? So I'm like, okay, put my hand back. I'm like, hi, how are you doing? Hey, ma. Yeah, it's pretty nice out today, huh? How's the weather for you? And I'm talking to her, and she's not doing anything. Then I told myself, I'm, I'm about, I don't know, 30 yards away from this fence and that would put me within probably uh yeah about 70 yards away from her yeah make it an easy shot so i'm like if i walk from here to that fence and she's still standing there i'm gonna shoot her well i walked up to that fence and i'm still sitting there looking at her and (laughs) she still hasn't moved i'm like you have 30 seconds to run (laughs) or i'm gonna shoot you and then finally, she just turned around and took off. <laughs> but it's so weird because so many times that these deer are, you know, so intimidated or not intimidated, but just scared of people and, and alert. This thing had no care in the world that I was there. And I'm like, this would have been an easy deer to take down. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It's, I wasn't uh, that hard up to shoot her. She's a little too small, but I would anyway. Sh- I would have shot it. I probably should have. So Reese, what are you hunting for now? So you're gonna keep bull hunting till you get something, or what's your? Are you gonna try uh, some late season goose, or what? What's the brotherhood doing? What's their plans look like here this fall or winter? I um, say. I still have two tags still, so I filled one on opener, um, bow opener. Um, still going for a buck, so I'll, I'll hunt until well, what is it? December 31st is the end of season, so I'll keep hunting until then if I don't get anything. And then as far as uh, duck and goose, I don't know. Um, it's been kind of slow this year around here, at least. I think a lot of the birds have stayed kind of west, so it's just been difficult around here, at least. Do you think it's because of the water? You know, I'm not sure, because I know out west it was a lower year for water. Um, and bad crops out there, too, so like corn and stuff like that. But... I don't know. I just, for some reason, I just don't see the bird numbers. I see plenty of geese around here, but ducks is a different story. I guess I just think that they've stayed more towards the Dakotas. Yeah. But I'd like to get out at least for like one or two uh, goose hunts. That's usually what we uh, kind of bank on to make our summer sausage and everything in the spring is all those geese. Have you, have, not to get on goose hunting, but how are you guys? Have you shot some decent numbers this year? Or, Not really. Or obviously, I mean, you just said it's been down, but so I mean, we've had good. We had good opener for the teal season this year. 
uh, duck, we did all right. We didn't do any goose because that's when teal fell. And other than that, I think we've only been out two or three times since opener. So it's been a kind of slow year. I've been doing mostly deer hunting. Yeah, and you've been traveling, what, southern Minnesota, northern Minnesota, the metro area. You've been going all over. Oh, yeah, everywhere for deer. I've probably been 10 or 12 different pieces of land so far this year for deer hunting. So that's with the park, and then we go down southeast Minnesota for opener, and then uh, gun openers always up north, and then all the stuff around here. And I've been branching out too, so I'll go hour, hour and a half away from here just for the day hunts. And you'll just find uh, some state land and that looks good, and you'll just hunt it? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much anything that uh, you can shoot a doe at. For your intense so anything with harvest tags? Yeah, because I have those bonus tags, so I'd like to fill those. And it's if I'm going to go somewhere, I'd rather be able to shoot both a, a buck or a doe instead of just a buck. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. So you're going to keep going, and hopefully you have a success story here. Hopefully you got one hanging in the garage, and we'll just bring this uh, equipment over and drink some beers looking <laughs> at your deer. Yeah, that'd be nice. I see plenty of deer, just the shot opportunities are not there. Well, maybe you should practice farther. <laughs> Tiffany, oh, <laughs> Tiffany Lakoski and Lee uh, Lakoski, they're shooting at like 80 yards. I ain't going that far. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably do like 30, and if it's a giant, maybe 40. Yeah. With a good shot, but I usually stay around that 20. Like I had one on, was it Saturday when I was out there? It was a little dumb fawn, and she came in at six yards, I think. She smelt me and still went on her way. So yeah, I could have easily shot her. Almost that six-yard shot is almost harder than like a 35-yard shot because it's like straight up and down. And then you're hitting like the spine and hoping you're going to, you know, get a lung or something on the way out. Yeah. That's a yeah, it's a little bit different angle right there. Yeah, that's a tough shot. Like uh, I think it was Kruger said, like, how often have you went up to a target and shot, you know, your bow at above it. five yards, six yards to see what the difference, you know, direction or uh, projection that the arrow makes. Like where you're, yeah. if you're high, if you're low or whatever it is. Then you got to pick a good spot on the deer because you're coming up so high. Yeah. You got to make sure that you're going in and getting some of the vials instead of just spining it or something like that. How high up are you going in them in your saddle? How many feet? Uh, I've never measured it, but I think it's going to be around that 17, 18 foot. Okay. So I'm not that far off. Tim, <laughs> Tim, we did a good job. All right. <laughs> so like that 20 footer when I climbed up there? So yep. The guy was higher than me. So. Well, I was in a ladder stand on Sundays, so. Oh, are you? Yeah. I was same, about the same height you are. <laughs> just two, just two ladders. Good two, enough. Yeah. Two sections. Good enough. What is that? 10 feet? Um, what do we we no, had it, we had this like, debate and I listened to the podcast and I kept saying the wrong name or the wrong number and I'm like you dumb shit just basic math. Well, they're only I think they're four foot sections, but you got to remember too you have the bottom of that stand, so that adds a few feet too. Yeah. So I think your feet are probably I want to say um, maybe eleven to twelve feet. Yeah, I'd say I think it was what it twelve and a half. I think is what it was to the bottom of the of the uh, foot. Yeah, and I was in the platform. Wide, I was in wide two person stand, and there's no goddamn way <laughs> I'm gonna have another person. I know Addy sat up there with me one year, but it's like you can't even move. If any of you guys are looking for a ladder stand, Walmart still has those muddy 
like the seat I have, like the real nice mesh seat, 160 bucks for a two person. Hmm. Oh, those, those, oh, not the single ones. No, I bought the single. It was like 112, 115, somewhere around there. And that's the one Tim and I put up. I great stand, super comfortable. Yeah. Like I won one of those at the Ducks, and they're pretty comfy. Yeah, they're you can sit in that thing all day. I wish the platform was a little longer because you're kind of scrunched a little bit, even when you got like the extra thing that kicks out for your feet to sit on, like the footrest. Yeah, but. I just saw the muddy, uh, like it's the deluxe two man. Um, it's the same seat where it's that mesh seat, but two person. You have the gun rail that comes down, and I think it's uh, seventeen feet to the platform, and it's that's the exact sand that uh, Seth let me borrow last year. Super okay. comfortable. Like I think the weight capacity is like five hundred or six hundred pounds. Super sturdy. Like I'm really itching. Like. I kind of just want to go get it, just leave it in the box because that's a like they're normally like three hundred bucks. Like they're it's that's a it's a good deal. Yeah, they're not a cheap stand. No, and it's it's like I said, it's it's comfortable enough to sit out there all day. And how tall? It's like seventeen feet up to the platform. So then you know you're another six feet, six three, whatever that what is that uh, twenty twenty three feet? I guess from where you're sitting, right? high enough. Did I do, did I do the math right? Did someone yeah, someone right. want to fact check me here, Reese? Who's got a calculator? Yeah. <laughs> Tall enough to wear. Yeah, you should go buy one of those and then go buy a saddle while you're at it. Uh, it's either one or the other, Reese. I can't do both. Long enough to where it's gonna go. Twenty three and a half feet, Butch, the top of your head. I'm good. That's no, a it's that's not, a hard fall. It's that's why you wear <laughs> you wear a harness. Nah. <laughs> no. If I'm out there, I'm out there to die. Let's do this. Yeah, Just like your brother. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What's the story with Derek? Oh, he just never uses one. And like in the park, you have to use one. A harness? So he fi- yeah, so he finally had to use one. At least I think he used it. How do you not and use he- a harness with a freaking uh, saddle? You- well, he wasn't. this wasn't a saddle. This is his... Uh, what are those? Just the hang-ons? Yeah, he is like a, so, a millennial or something like that. Millennium. Yeah, but he's he's got the climbing sticks. It's like, how the hell do you hang those things without a, a harness? Because usually you put your tether around or your lineman's belt, and that holds you on, so you have both hands free. I was like, how? I don't know how you're doing this. Well, he's, he's like, he's, it's he's, easier just. And he's not a little guy. No, he's <laughs> a he's a beast. He can just. He probably has that stand on his back, and he's just. Throwing a strap around the side, scrunching it quick, go up another couple steps, throw another ladder up, tighten it, and then he just pulls that thing off his back, sets it, and then sits in his stand. <laughs> He's got some balls. Yeah. I couldn't do that. I couldn't <laughs> like I before I bought my ladder stand, I was asking Seth, I'm like, hey, you know, you, I've never like they have these, you know, hang on stands at Fleet Farm. That's about all I could find. And I'm like, I don't they have huge foot platforms, like huge that's like oh you'd be fine and all this and i'm like never hunted one out of one like it's just kind of like he's like i'll let you borrow one and i'm just like i don't know <laughs> like, no. i was like all nervous i'm like i don't know <laughs> you're up there with just this tiny little seat that just barely covers your ass and then there's nothing around you like granted like i got the thing that pulls like gun rail and i just leave it up so like i could do it right and especially having a bigger platform like just being in a tree is a hundred times better like than I've hunted out ground blinds and I've shot deer, but just 
that seeing that much farther away, it yeah. just helps. So you, you get more. to a deer spot, or you get to a spot you think is going to be good. Yeah. And then you get about 10, 15 feet off the ground. You're like, ah, now this is way better. And yeah. you, you changes. Feel, you feel like kind of like a badass a little bit because you're just like, <laughs> I'm a deer hunter. I'm in a tree. They ain't going to see me up here. And then all of a sudden the first doe walks by and she just immediately <laughs> looks right up at you. And you're just like, God damn it. <laughs> Can't beat their nose. Mm-mm. So any last tips and tricks or anything here before uh, we let you go? Uh, I really got nothing. No, no tips and tricks that uh, at least have had me success so far. I guess just get out there. Yep. It's going to be cold, and that's when the deer move. So bring some hand warmers, some hot coffee, and get out there. And four. Yeah, some some boot. I I need to bring get uh, first time on uh, sat on Sunday. Went into work early, and because of the snow, and I went out, which I th- looked at the. Uh, lack of sleep i looked at like the time on sunrise and for some reason i got an hour off so i was in the stand at like an hour and a half before uh shooting are you talking on saturday on sunday sunday morning. oh sunday yep and i was fine i was warm and like i just i don't have a problem going out that early but that is the first time i don't know if my feet were sweating or what my feet froze like i even with them muck boots, those Arctic pros that I I grave about how my feet had never been cold. Mm-hmm. My feet were so freaking cold, and I had to toughen it out to make it to 9 o'clock. I'm like, I got to make it to 9 o'clock. Normally, I'd stay till like 10, 11, yep. noon. And I'm like, I got to make it to 9. And I'm looking at my phone every five minutes, every minute. I'm like, I just got to make it to 9. Are we there yet? And Are I'm just like, yet? I got to get out. And then like by the time I'm walking down the stand, my feet feel like I've been sitting on the crapper for too long. I, oh, I just like hurt. no yeah, circulation, <laughs> like yeah. just needles. Like I'm like, my feet are freezing. So like I literally took, like I was, I hopped in my truck. And I'm like, I'm going to let this thing warm up. And I actually stripped down and got out of my hunting clothes and put my normal clothes on and my normal work boots. Because I'm like I gotta I gotta move around like I gotta even if well, it's yep. cold out I gotta Hard get to out drive like that yep. I gotta get out of some because I know my by the time I get home that's when my feet are gonna warm up like I gotta move around a little bit and even if like my body's cold because like, my body was fine it's just my feet were freaking free and I think the problem was I had two pairs of wool socks on but I think the first one was too tight yep yeah it wasn't loose enough and it kind of cut off the circulation because it was you know I tuck whenever I do two pairs I'll tuck a pair of pants in and then I'll put my socks over it and then when i put the second pair on i'll then i'll tuck my other pair of pants in before it because i wear like three pairs of pants and i think just tucking my pants in like cut the circulation enough when you know the neoprene yeah around. you weren't getting that blood flow and oh my god my feet fucking froze I'm it's like oh yeah if it's it's weird like i was just saying to my dad like when we were hunting this last weekend like i have 12 or fifteen hundred thousand um dinsulate boots uh and i was i just wore my normal everyday socks and with my boots and it was 30 20 30 degrees and you were fine i was fine and i didn't cinch my boots tight at all just like that just the boot like i think it has to just do with airflow and yep. like all that shit. yeah so yep. i had the same boots as you the arctic pro or yeah i think yeah. it's arctic pro mux and my feet are terrible I hate my feet. I have bad circulation, whatever it is. But I always have to put those. I get those uh, stick on um, the foot warmers, foot, the toe yeah. warmers. 
on most of the days that I sat out in a stand, and I got heat in my stand, but my heat, you know, there's nothing out towards the bottom of the floor because it's all rising. But I put these on, and I, I have them on, on the bottom of my feet. Now, my feet still get a little bit cold, but when I went out and I sat in the Wyatt's ladder stand the last day of the hunt, um, I ended up putting, I doubled up. I put them on the bottom of my, my toes and on the top of my toes. And the feet were the last thing that were going to get cold with me. And I didn't oversweat either because yeah. I, I had a pretty good walk into the woods. Um, so I, th- I was kind of worried about my socks getting wet with sweat and things like that. But that was pretty comfortable. So, yeah, if you're going out and it's going to be super, super cold out there and you have you know feet like mine, yeah, put those uh, toe warmers that s- stick on your socks, put them on the top and the bottom if you have room in your boots. Is, that was the way to go. You ever think about just taking your boots off when you're in the stand? No. Not when I'm in that ladder stand. I'm not moving. Oh, not that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my my permanent stand, yeah, I, I had a pair of tennis shoes in there. I was going to bring my slippers with, but I thought that was a little weird. Yeah, I was, I was sitting there Sunday morning, and I was like, I'm a pussy. <laughs> like, I, it's, I don't know. It was like, I think it was 27 degrees or whatever, and I, I bundled up, but I need to get a good pair, like a... I need first. I need to get like a good base pair, or of like you know, like whatever Under Armour, you know that base, and then I I just need to go get, uh, like a nice Huntworth Sitka, like a good actual hunting brand bibs and jacket because I think that would make a, a huge difference. Like yeah. I just got odds and end like duck hunting camel and nothing matches. I got like four different pairs of camel on just because it's just stuff that I have and it's it's nothing's thicker than a pair of sweatpants it confuses the deer though they don't know if they're in the cattails or they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're out in the trees what are... come bed down <laughs> yeah so all right reese so you're telling people get out there and you still got what a month and a half left this season yeah for there, there's still some gun going on right now and then i think uh, muzzleloader comes up what thanksgiving weekend yep and then bow bow goes until end of december so still plenty of time just cold time. Yeah. If anyone's got a ground bind, find a good spot and bring your ground bind and a buddy heater and either do it that way or if those real hardcore guys get up in your stand if you haven't gotten a deer yet. Like you said, Reese, they're going to be moving. It's only going to be getting colder and colder unless we get a warm snap and Thanksgiving weekend or December, but hopefully not. I kind of like to see some decent Let's ice. give Minnesota Steph a call, huh? Yeah. Sounds good. For food, so acorns and egg fields. Yeah, for sure. So, all right, Reese. Well, uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to you later. Sounds good. Thanks this for having Minnesota me. Yep, no Steph. problem. See you, Reese. See you, uh, bud. This See is ya. Minnesota. See you guys. This is Mac from the Border Outdoors podcast. I'm sitting along here with Tim and Butcher, Dylan Butcher, Dylan Butcher. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey guys. How's it going? Good. Hey. hey. Well, Steph, we just kind of want to talk about uh, a boat. A boot. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about that access. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, we're going to talk about <laughs> talk about uh, kind of open uh, Minnesota gun opener uh, first and second weekend. I saw, uh, obviously, Border follows your social media and all that, and I saw that you were out. So I was wondering how your weekend went, if – what any activity did you, you guys get any deer in camp and stuff like that? Well, over the two weekends, my entire camp got one deer, so it's been pretty slow. 
That's kind of the it's a story all the, over the going yeah. rate here. Yeah, it's a broken record. Yeah, that's what I've heard. But uh, no, so opening morning, I was walking out to my stand. I got out there like an hour before shooting hours because I was so ready to go. And the first thing I did was I grabbed the card out of my trail cam and I pop it in my card reader. I have a portable card reader. And the first thing I see is a 10 or 11 point buck five minutes before I got there. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like, are you kidding me? There, and, and that's just basically how the whole season has gone so far. <laughs> is that the only pictures you've gotten of them? Is that a new buck that's been in the area? Well, so I only set up my camera two weeks before season. And I hadn't had anything on it until two minutes before that buck was a doe. So he was chasing and I was just, well, I was an hour before shooting hours, but I was also five minutes too late to seeing him in person. Yeah. So I feel like they've been pretty nocturnal this year. Yeah, I, I, with the way that the weather's been, I could, yeah, I could definitely see that being it being so warm, especially opener weekend, you know, being 60, 70 degrees and being cooler yeah. at night. I, yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree with the, you know, them moving more at night. That, but that does yeah, make but sense. I, but I also did see a lot of daytime movement opening weekend. Mm-hmm. It just, nothing was in range. I did see that 10 or 11 pointer again the uh, Sunday of opening weekend, but he was way too far off. I couldn't get a shot. Do, do you guys, it was in, sorry, it was in broad daylight too. So do I you, was, I was a little upset. <laughs> do you, uh, sorry. It's, it's so hard to like, uh, like we were just talking about, um, like when you, when you're in a face to face, you can tell when someone's going to talk. So it's so hard doing it over the phone conversation. Cause like, you want to say something, but then, like, you're always interrupting people, and but you he, just feel like but a he, dick. But he, but he, <laughs> yeah, but, he, but, but he, <laughs> I understand. No uh, problem. What? Uh, so, do you guys hunt? Um, so, you're in northern Minnesota. You, uh, by the way, how's the new house? You guys did live kind of down here in the west of the metro. Now, you guys did move up uh, a couple hours away to northern Minnesota. So, how's that? Yeah, going? We, we're in the Northwoods now, and. I I hate to say this, but we still haven't even gotten out on the lake we live on yet. (laughs) We bought a lake house like three months ago, and we still haven't been on the lake. So it'll probably be ice fishing before we're actually out there. But either way, so far, we love it up here. That's awesome. Do you hunt the um, the same area you live in, or do you travel a little bit more for your hunting? So we travel about 40 minutes southwest of where we're living, Okay, which is a lot better than the like three hour drive we used to have to get to deer camp. Okay. And does that, the lake that you guys live on, um, have you starting to see some ice going over it now? Cause like this morning, especially this morning, every, it seems like every oh. little pond around here is starting to ice over. Oh, yeah. So this morning, 
uh, Lucas had to leave for North Dakota this morning and it was dark before he even left. But when I got up, I went to take the dog out and I saw just the slightest layer of ice forming around the edges of the lake. And he and I have a bet going and I'm saying there's going to be at least a little layer of ice by Thanksgiving. And he doesn't believe me, but that little skim layer this morning makes me think I might win that bet. Yeah, I think you got it. Yeah, it'll be it'll be close depending on what the. I mean, it's supposed to be a little warmer tomorrow, but after that, I see thirties, barely, barely above freezing, like pretty much the rest of the week down here. So up there, you guys are going to be probably upper twenties, real, real low thirty degree range. So what what's yeah, what's, what's the bet? Like. A, a case of bush light or. What's well, the... I have a lot of that stocked up already, so uh, <laughs> we haven't decided the terms yet, but I mean, I'm going to win, so I can basically ask for whatever I want, I guess. Oh. <laughs> 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 He's going to hate me when he hears this. <laughs> Shave that beard off your face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. He did that after your wedding, Mac, and it was awful, so that's not on the table anymore. <laughs> Speaking of Mac's wedding, I do remember somebody that owes me a beer because the night before yes, the wedding, probably, night before the wedding, somebody somebody beers. promised me I'm going to buy you a beer tomorrow night. I'm like, okay, I never even seen you the whole night. <laughs> it was free. All you had to do is go get one. <laughs> I know that's a, that's the principle of it though. She owes yeah, me a beer. I, okay, well, come up ice fishing in a few weeks and we'll talk. Are we going to have to get the uh, picks out and belly crawl out there to go fish? <laughs> Okay, it depends on who wins the bet. If Lucas <laughs> if Lucas is right, we won't have ice. If I'm right, then we'll have ice and you don't need the picks. All right, sounds good. <laughs> so that the land that you're hunting south uh, 40 minutes southwest of your guys' place is that private public? It's it's a public land. So the little spot where me, my dad, my stepmom, my brother and Lucas and I hunt. That's just a little 80-acre plot of private land that we found a few years ago. And no one had hunted that for several years. So we kind of were the first ones to kind of come in and claim the area. But across the road is about 200 acres of uh, state forest. And that is just overrun with hunters and how how they haven't come across the road to where we are has been kind of a mystery until this year. I actually had an interesting situation opening morning. I was going to walk into my trail, which is really hard to find because I'm pretty good at finding the deer trails, especially like the smaller ones. But the one I found opens up and that's how you get to my tree stand. Well, I walk out opening morning and there's a ladder stand five to 10 yards off of the snowmobile trail my deer trail I follow is off of. And there was no one in it at the time. And I'm like, okay, so someone is set up here. My stand is visible about 80 yards through the woods. This could be an interesting opening morning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was on the private land. Well, this is on public land. Okay. okay. I think she got her words mixed up. So yeah, so you, yeah, you're, you're hunting. Yeah, you're hunting eighty acres of public across from two hundred something acres of 
public also. Okay. Yeah. 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 So the plot we're on is just public land. And then across the road is public forest or state forest. Okay. Yep. So sorry for that confusion. No, you're uh, right. Anyway, we're all caught up. I I know. It's been a long day. I'm sorry. I, I do it all the time. <laughs> Don't worry. Then you, then you just listen anyway. back to the podcast. You're like, God, dude, why, why did I do that? I'm an idiot. Yeah. But So Lucas and I are walking in. It's an hour before shooting hours just because we wanted to be in our stands and settled a long time before we could shoot because it's opening morning. We're already awake early in the morning. I don't know how because there were beers involved the night before. <laughs> Well, you want to get but, there before that 12-point buck walk through, right? I didn't even know he was there yet. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting to that part. But uh, so I'm walking up to the stand. Oh, my dog is making noise. Sorry. You're all right. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm walking up. I see this other guy's stand 10 yards into the woods off of my main trail. And I'm like, well, he's not there yet, so I'm just going to walk right on past it. And I keep doing that, and I get into my stand. Well, before I get in my stand, I grab my card from my trail cam, and I climb up in my stand, put it in my card reader, and I see the giant 10-11 pointer on my memory card. And I'm like, that was five minutes ago. (laughs) Maybe he'll come back. Maybe not. I hope he comes back. And then another 10 minutes goes by. And all of a sudden, I hear a four-wheeler coming up the snowmobile trail we're Barf. off of. Uh-oh. And I'm like, oh, there's the guy in the ladder stand. And he starts walking in the woods, and I can see him clear as day. He has, like, a headlamp, a flashlight, and I can see he's carrying, like, a huge bag of something. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Little Debbies or something. Uh, yeah. I swear it wasn't me. <laughs> but, but I'm just sitting there in my stand. I have, I still have my headlamp on, and I'm like, should I like flash in my headlamp so he knows I'm here? Because otherwise he has no idea I'm here. So if you shoot, you're going to scare the shit out of him. (laughs) (laughs) I think I did because I flashed my headlight just three times, just three solid flashes. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I see him look up towards me because I can see him clear as day. And all of a sudden he flashes his, his headlamp three times. I'm like, yeah, I'll do it again. So I do it another <laughs> three times. And within 30 seconds, he was on his wheeler and out of there. Really? <laughs> like, I have no clue where he went, but he was out of the woods. He didn't stick around, huh? Morse code. No. And what, what did you well, say? I was, thinking, <laughs> I, I was thinking SOS, but that's a that's a opposite. But yeah. wow. it sounds like he didn't know you were there then when he set up that stand. No. If the thing with my stand is I'm so good at hiding it. If you don't know it's there to begin with, you'll never find it. Even though I'm only like a hundred yards off of the main snowmobile trail. But when I flashed my headlamp at him, he was gone. And like a few days later, he actually ran into my brother and was like, Hey, was that you flashing me in the stand? And my brother's like, no, that was my sister. He's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Wow. That's it's okay. Cr- it's public land. You didn't know. Yeah. That's and crazy like, that, that he took the off. Outcome. That's just that's the best outcome that could have happened opening morning on public land. Like, it could have been some guy who wanted to be a jerk yep. and still sit within 70 yards of me. But 
he was nice. He left. I have no idea where he went, but hopefully he had some luck because I didn't. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. You don't hear that too often. No, that's similar to my situation. I mentioned on one of their podcasts too. on the recap, I'm on private land and this guy sets up, you know, 100 yards from me on on the public land. And it's just, yeah, I heard about that. It just seemed weird, but after I seen him pack up, he packed up like at nine thirty that opening morning. And when I seen him pack up, you know, he had the backpack and everything for the uh, the blind that he was in. So I have every reason to believe that he probably set up there, not knowing that my stand was even there. He he probably uh, maybe did a little scouting the day before and said, "I'm gonna go sit over there, overlook the fact that there's another stand further down." So. And it, yeah, in any situation, it's it's so hard. Like even not to get back on it when we set up my bow stand. Yeah, when we were looking in the trees, we were we were looking everywhere, and then here we happen to put a camera forty yards from them. And when it's daylight, you're like, oh yeah, there's a stand. Like yeah, you unless you know, like Steph was saying, unless you know there's a stand there. When it's pitch black out, there's no way that you could find it. No, like unless you literally are walking and you see the the ladder or pegs or whatever in the tree, and you're walking by. Like, it's so hard to, they just look like any other tree just sitting up well, in there. Being rough. that we set your stand up in the dark, if that guy with that other stand, if you would have had the same ratchet strap that you have with a little reflective <laughs> a little reflective, uh, yeah. reflective deal on it, then we would have known maybe he was there. But other than that, yeah, we had no idea. That wasn't, that wasn't like, we didn't do that by design. It just happened to be no. that there's a reflective band on the ratchet strap. And all of a sudden we're walking away, we're like, oh, I guess I'll never have a worry about finding where my stand is yeah if you're gonna walk in and out with a headlamp or you know walk in with a headlamp it's easier to find your stand it's kind of a neat deal otherwise you get them little like tax tax that you put on the yeah. tree and you yep. just like a breadcrumb trail all the way so there's, the your, there's your tips and tricks <laughs> 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 so nothing opener weekend huh no okay well so the guy who set up the ladder stand i actually saw him go into the woods the day before like I was driving up to deer camp. I had 30 point buck blasting on my radio. <laughs> radio. I was ready. Did you and see I the 30 pointer? <laughs> I get to the tri- like the snowmobile trail. I'm passing it on the road and there's three guys on four wheelers. One is just hanging off the back, holding the ladder stand. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my God, I hope they're nowhere near me. And then the next day I get in the woods and he's right there. I'm like, oh, okay, we're not dealing with the cream of the crop here. Yeah, 20 yards off the trail, so they weren't going too far (laughs) in. (laughs) No. But, uh, and then, so then the whole night before deer camp, I'm like, okay, as long as they don't set up anywhere near me, my brother, or Lucas, we're fine. Nope, he's like right there. And it, it was an ordeal. But then... Opening morning, after the whole, I see the giant buck on my trail cam. I flash my headlamp at the random ladder stand guy, and he leaves. I'm sitting there for about another hour, and I see a doe come in. But in the zone we were hunting, this year it was a doe lottery. Mm -hmm. So you had to submit your permit for the doe lottery, and I didn't get it. Lucas didn't get it. My brother didn't get it. Only three people in our whole camp got doe lotteries. So we're like, well, good luck to them. Do we all we hunt in the same bit- zone? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in 171. It's a, you're- yeah, that, that's my zone. No shit. 
Hey Butcher, why did you flash your, your yeah, headlight three times? Off. <laughs> you should have just stayed there. <laughs> we're, we're, I swear, if you shot my buck, I'm gonna be No, mad. no, we, we don't see big bucks in our area. I promise. <laughs> Butcher you. doesn't see deer at all. <laughs> no, because we're talking to Butcher's talking about how he's lottery, then we talked to Reese from the Brotherhood and they're talking about how they're doe lottery and now you're doe lottery and Tim, you're, and we're just like, geez, mm-hmm. you guys must hunt like fucking twenty yards from each other. <laughs> I'm in. Uh... Oh, so I think I think Reese and I live in the same town. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm. He's got pretty a, sure. He's got a cabin up there. And like, oh, is that up, what it is? Yeah, you're up by the Grand Rapids area, right? Yep. Yeah, he's got. They have a cabin up there. That's where. Uh... Yeah, we have a cat. Well, he has a cabin on the lake I live on. That's what it is. Okay. Oh, you live on that lake. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a good lake trout lake. Hmm. Sounds like we're gonna have to do a little oh. ice fishing. Our uh, <laughs> our cabin is was it east of or yeah east of Emily on on three, and uh, it's by uh, Esquagama Lake. Oh my gosh, that's like where my sister lives. That's crazy. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look at that small town, huh? Yeah. Esquagama every winter. Really? That's yep. weird. Huh. Yeah, we keep bringing up ice fishing. I think I wonder what people got on their mind. <laughs> yeah, we're ready to roll into that here. Yeah, I've I looked at my shit bad already. bad luck deer hunting this year. That's all I can think about is how much ice fishing has to pay off this yep. year. Or it's yep. going to be a really bad year. Yeah. What, uh, have you gotten? I remember you talking that you wanted to get out with your bow. Have you gotten out with your bow in that new land that you guys were going to try hunting? Unfortunately, no. We went out and we scouted for a couple days and we found some really good spots. And then Lucas was always gone for work and I was busy training for my new job that we never got out bow hunting yet. Is that something that you're going to try muzzleloader or are you going to after the gun? Is there three weekends up there? I'm really hoping... I mean, I'm really hoping I get my deer this next weekend because we have a third weekend in our zone. But if I don't, then yes, we're going to go out with muzzleloader or bow. I mean, I'll probably go out with bow. Lucas might try muzzleloader because he's never actually muzzleloaded before. But Just tell me as to wear that hat that he wore to my wedding and he'll fit right in with Jeremiah <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> He still has it. It's it's in our it's in our bedroom on our dresser right now. It's just <laughs> waiting to be worn again. That's gonna be his new uh, lucky deer hunting hat. He'll wear that, and every time oh he goes God. out, he'll just start pecking off bucks. And you'll he'll have to shave the handlebar mustache again. Oh, oh my gosh, you're gonna have you're gonna have to post a picture of that. The rut stash. He's got to have his rut stash going. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but. So you're going to try whatever you possibly can to take a deer down this this fall. Yes, but I do have Thursday and Friday off this week, so hopefully I can make it happen. I mean, the only people who will be at deer camp at that point is my dad, my stepmom, and me. And they're both in the older generation, so if I do get a deer, I'm going to be dragging it out myself, and that's going to be a task. <laughs> It sucks. But uh, <laughs> I'll, make yeah. I'll make it work. I'm hoping I get the 10-pointer because I did see him 
the day after opener, so the Sunday of opening weekend, I was sitting in the stand and all of a sudden I hear just crunch, crunch, crunch. And it was warm out. So I'm like, whatever's coming through the woods is pretty big to be making this kind of noise. And I look directly behind me and about a hundred yards through the woods, all I see is antlers and a nose. And I'm like, oh my God, it's him. He's back in the daylight. It's like nine o'clock in the morning. And I'm, I grab my gun and I'm ready. And I'm like looking and he, he like turned towards me, stopped and started just walking the other way. And all I could see is the antlers going through the trees. And I'm like, I'm not going to make that shot. That's a super unethical shot. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably a good But I was like, at least I saw him in the daylight. And then hopefully he'd come back. And he hasn't come back yet. But maybe this weekend that'll change. It could. I mean, with the weather. But like, I've been giggling because when you said all you heard was crunch, crunch, crunch. All I could think of is that commercial, that Remington commercial of the guy dressed up as a squirrel. What are you oh, doing yeah. out there? Yeah. What are you, you hunt <laughs> deer? Hunt oh, stuff? I've seen those too. <laughs> <laughs> well, that same day, like later in the day, I heard that crunch, crunch, crunch. I thought he was coming back. And I'm like, already, I'm a little bit shaking because I know there's a big buck in the area and like buck fever starting to set in. And out of nowhere, the fattest gray squirrel I've ever seen in my life steps on the log 10 feet from my stand. And I'm like, you are lucky it's opening weekend or I would maybe blow you away. <laughs> you just need to bring a pellet gun with you. <laughs> Make some uh, squirrel and noodle soup or something. But Never tried it. Might be pretty good, though. Squirrel's pretty good. Squirrel is really good, same yep. as rabbit. Yeah. Then Seth's family used to have that game feed uh, before COVID. I used to eat the shit out of some squirrel. <laughs> it is good. It yeah. is. It is Like good. when people say it's just like chicken, it is it's literally. All, it's all yeah. dark meat. Oh, yep. it's so good. Dark meat, it has a little t- little hint of uh, ham to me. That's why. Really? I feel, yeah, it's, well, yeah. especially the, the rabbit. That's what I remember on rabbit. Mm-hmm. They made uh it was uh like hot dish, like noodle, like rabbit noodle with like almost like a tuna salad hot or mm, tuna salad, okay. but instead of tuna, it was rabbit. Yep. Oh, it's mm. so good. Uh, Kimberly, if you're listening, uh, that game feed, um, I could go for some squirrel or rabbit or <laughs> anything, really. <laughs> we could probably put our order in and see what happens. I think it, what, the way they used to do it is people used to shoot it and like, you know, like gut stuff and then just give it to her and she'd just do all the cooking. Like she had all these different recipes for all this wild game and it was always a blast. They have like prizes and all this stuff going on. So like we need to do that again. Even if it's like Seth said something a while ago, maybe like a border border outdoors game feed and whoever everyone bring a, a dish of venison or squirrel or whatever they got and I mean, right right now, thawing in my fridge is backstrap from last year. I'm going to make jerky with. So, you're going to make jerky with a backstrap? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be like tomorrow. No. I'm making jerky out of no. last year's backstrap. No, no, no. You, you wrap that son of a bitch in bacon and you eat it like a steak. Well, did you see the size of my deer last year? I have plenty of backstrap left. That's just wrong. <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, we'll see you. Bye. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. 
if this makes the two and a half hour drive up, I'll have backdrop for you. <laughs> Every hunter is crying listening to this. <laughs> hey. Okay, but that was last year. This year hasn't paid off yet. Yeah. Well, maybe that'll be some good luck for you. Like uh, I, people have ven- venison stew and stuff, like uh, deer opener night at deer camp and all that shit. Oh, eat, eat that jerky in the stand while you're stalking a buck. <laughs> bring, bring bring him back to where you first met. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, my dad made venison chili, and it was so good. It was. I don't know what it is. My dad has been making chili for like 40 years now, but for some reason this year was the best venison chili I've ever had. And I'm really hoping it's a good sign for us getting more than one deer out of the eight of us hunting, hanging this year. Maybe it's because of them bush lights that you guys had the night of deer <laughs> camp. That's why it tasted so good. <laughs> well, that could be too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I have a few cases of bush apples stocked up just in case I run out. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> They're not that bad. Come no. on. It's a perfect breakfast beer. <laughs> I never had it at breakfast, I guess. Yeah. Could you warm that oh, up? Yeah, you have and, that like, with your biscuits ooh. and gravy opening morning, and it's it's prime. You're ready to hunt deer. <laughs> Whether they're ready to be hunted, that's the other question. <laughs> yeah. So you got anything else? Uh so you're gonna be deer hunting, ice fishing, anything else that people uh can look forward to to Following Minnesota well, Steph on Instagram or uh, what else? Do you I got? mean, I ha- I have more stories from opening weekend. Oh, go right ahead. Like, so my stepmom Tracy, she was sitting in a ground blind on the same kind of patch of pri- uh, public. Sorry, almost did it again. Public land we have, and she was sitting in a ground blind and. to the west from where she was so she got out of her blind and she decided she was just going to do an open ground sit and she went and found some down trees she brought a camp chair with her she set up the camp chair sat down and she put her gun next to her so she could do some doe bleats and right at like 30 seconds after she did the doe bleats off of the bleat can she went to adjust her chair so if something came by she'd have a better like vantage point and she looks up immediately after she finishes adjusting her chair her gun is still next to her and she sees antlers 10 feet away from her at this point she is so scared she doesn't dare move she sees she doesn't even know how big the deer is she just sees the antlers And she's like, I can't grab my gun because it's so close to me. So she just waits for the buck to like move or turn away. Instead of doing that, it continues to walk towards her. It gets to three feet away from her. Jesus. Until it looks directly in her eyes. And at that point, she's like, oh, my God, it's either going to attack me or run away. And I hope it just runs away. <laughs> it reminds me wow. of an eighteen fourteen. We took a little trip. <laughs> <laughs> you don't shoot them till you see the whites of the their, whites eyes. Of their <laughs> eyes. 
Oh, that would be so, a, absolutely terrifying. Like, I, like I'd be freaking out. Mm-hmm. So I, she's like lock. <laughs> she's like locking eyes with this deer that's three feet away from her, and she's like trying to reach very slowly for her gun, but then it like looks at her, snorts, and jumps over the down tree right next to her. So then, when that happens, she immediately grabs her gun to turn around and try to get a shot off. And she does that, and there's another deer just staring at her from the other direction. A doe or a buck? She says it was a buck, but she didn't get a clear look at it. Because, like, okay, if I was her, I'd be freaking out, and, like, my adrenaline would be through the roof. But she thought it was another buck, and she looks. She has her gun up, and it just looks at her and runs away the same direction as the other buck. And then she's just, after it's all over, she's just sitting there holding her gun like, what just happened? No shit. And it's like, if that would have happened to me, I I probably would have needed new underwear because I don't know if I could handle a deer being three feet away from me on the ground. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen on something like that. They're so unpredictable and what they're going to do. Now you see videos out there where these deer come in that close to somebody that's on the ground, and yeah, you you have no idea. Yeah, Seth but gives me crap that, for that all the time. But yeah. you 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 talk too about how you know she used that bleat can and and uh, then had to adjust her seat and things like that. That's one of the things I always make sure I do too, is before I do any kind of grunt or bleat because you know you make that noise, they're they're going to be in tune to what's going on. You know, especially mm-hmm. at that time, that's why I always try to make sure I'm like, I tell myself, all right, you got to be exactly where you, where you want to be comfortable, ready to sit for a long time after making this noise. And it's like, I'll do a bleed or a grunt and it's like 30 seconds later, I'm like, okay, I need to move. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> so it's kind of mm-hmm. seems like it ruined the, uh, you know, the presentation you're trying to put out there, but. Yeah, no, exactly. And I mean, that's something my stepmom's not very used to. She's only been hunting for a few years now and i think this is maybe the first year she's actually tried doing calls so i guess it's kind of on our bad that we didn't tell her like hey when you make a call be ready but either way that's a probably a once in a lifetime experience that she had where i'm sure she'll never make the same mistake again Right. In my, it, when you listen back to this podcast earlier, I did talk about a, how I, I brought a buck out of the woods with a bleak can as well. You know, obviously nowhere near as close as what, what she encountered, but uh, it's kind of funny what happens when you, when you turn out, you know, throw a bleed out there and uh, how they react to it. So, so I never really yeah. had any deer react to a call like that before ever. So fun to see yeah i've never yeah called in a deer rattling grunting anything no like same I, here i feel like i scare them away because i'm not doing it right oh yep. the, the only the only two deer i've ever taken i called in before that i never had any luck so my first deer two years ago 2019 i had heard crunching in the woods and it was at that point 10 minutes before shooting hours or so and I heard crunching in the woods, and by the time shooting hours happened, it was gone. So I did the bleat can, and a doe came running back. But I knew something was wrong, or not wrong, but she was spooked by something, so I kept looking. 
And here comes a buck, and 30 seconds later comes another buck, and then they're fighting right in front of me. And I took the buck I thought was bigger, but it was really cool because I think if I wouldn't have done that bleat can, I don't know if the deer would have turned back around and come my way. And then the next year, I was do I was alternating grunts, bleats, and rattles, and I brought a seven pointer right up thirty yards away from me because he was so curious of what was going on. He came right up to me. Do you uh do you use any scent? Do you do like doe estrus or you know any of that stuff or buck piss or? So I used to, but this year in zone 171, which I'm in, they don't allow you to use attractants. Oh, yep. from, oh okay. Yep. The CWD. So from the research I've done, that includes like yeah. doe pee, buck pee. Yep. But I do have a funny story from a couple years ago when you could still use it. I went to uh, spray my buck pee. I had like the aerosol can where you can like spray a couple sprays. Or hold the button down and it'll go the whole time until the can's empty. Yeah. Well, I went to spray the can, just a couple like quick sprays, and I accidentally locked the can. And uh, I didn't know how to turn it off. So the next thing I knew, there was buck pee in my whole blind. With me and, <laughs> and I couldn't turn it off, so it just kept going. And eventually I just give up and I'm holding it inside the blind like... Well, I think if a deer is going to come by, it's going to attack me at this point. <laughs> so uh, read the directions if you can use scent, not to hold the whole can open for the entire time, or else you're going to make mistakes you don't want to make. Yeah, no Something shit. similar like that happened to my cousin. He had a, a buck bomb, and uh, this is, I think it's the same thing. You just pull the pin or whatever it is, and... And he, he threw it, and when when it landed, it landed upside down in the ground. <laughs> no, <laughs> and so he God. couldn't, so he couldn't smell it. <laughs> I, I, I threw another can of it on Sunday morning, and it was like right before sunlight. And I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna throw this out there. I got one can left, whatever. So I held the thing down and started spraying. And I'm like, I'm gonna throw it right over there. And as soon as I threw it, I made it about ten yards and hit a tree and thunk. Right <laughs> and then like there was enough snow and like underneath the snow was enough leaves that like it was just spraying into like the leaves. So like I like I couldn't smell it and it's uh-huh. not shooting in the air. And I'm like, well, that was a waste of five dollars. <laughs> like God, like why didn't you just wait another fifteen minutes? You just be like, fire in the hole, <laughs> just talking like grenade style. <laughs> Yeah, like it's Call of Duty Buck Hunt Edition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, do you have? Uh, I, mean, I suppose you got some sponsors. You probably want to call out for your your deer hunting season, huh? Yeah. So, uh, this year I am a field staff member for Dead Downwind. They're a cover scent company. I'm sure. A lot of people who have been to either Walmart, Fleet Farm, Shields, wherever you go, you'll find some Dead Downwind products. Uh, I'm a field staff rep for them this year. And I will say, no matter what you're eating in the stand, whether it's like Pop-Tarts, 
tomato soup, whatever, if you <laughs> spill it on your hands, they have some uh, scent wipes or scent-free wet wipes. They will literally get anything off your hand. Like, if I would have sprayed that buck pee in my hands this year, it would have gotten it off. So I know someone I heard on the podcast had a mishap with doe pee on their hands. That'd be me. That. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said you had to go back to camp to get it off. Well, yeah. I think some, I think some dead down wind wipes would have got you through. But I'm also a pro staffing for Arctic Shield. Uh, this year, they make hunting gear, like jackets, pants, all kinds of stuff. And they're actually a Minnesota-based company, so they're pretty awesome. I definitely recommend checking them out. Is that a newer I've company? Never... Yeah, I think they came out in 2017 or 18, so just a couple years ago. Yeah, because I haven't uh, you know, seen a lot of stuff until like the last you know, year for sure. And then I saw a little bit of their, their stuff last year. So that they're they're you said yeah, they're, they're Minnesota, new. huh? Yeah, and uh, I know Fleet Farm for sure sells their mm-hmm. stuff because my sister brought my ne- my niece and my nephew up to deer camp this year, and I when they walked in, I was like, "Hey, your kids are wearing Arctic Shield clothes." She's like, "Yeah, why?" I'm like, "Well, I pro staff for them. How did you not know this?" <laughs> and I was like, "Well, okay, cool." But uh, no, I have never actually owned hunting bibs before this year, and I have Arctic Shield uh, orange, Blaze Orange hunting bibs, and it's seriously the warmest pair of hunting clothing I have ever owned. So that makes me pretty happy because I'm usually a baby about being cold in the tree stand. Yeah, I am too, I, I guess. <laughs> I was just talking about that earlier. You're not the only one. But Well, cool. Well, I hope that... Uh, you're able to get out there and uh, seal the deal either this next weekend or take the bow out and get one with your bow. That'd be even better. That'd be a adrenaline rush slash story for you. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, get one with that bow. Well, and if all else fails, I think ice fishing will be happening soon. So there's yeah. always that. Yeah, hopefully you win that bet. Mm-hmm. Well, uh. Maybe we'll just get some people out there who listen to the podcast and come up with a, a good bet. What what yeah. should Lucas and Steph's bet be for who's <laughs> going to win when the ice is going to go on the lake? I, I feel like there some people could think of a couple good ones. Oh, yeah. I, I would hope so. I mean, I'm open to suggestions. I got some, but they're not on air. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're not on air worthy. No, they're not PG worthy. Call you later. <laughs> <laughs> I I do have one last story. So I I heard in the last podcast, you guys were talking about like seeing uh, wolves on trail cams or wolf tracks and stuff like that. Yep. So on, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday of this last week, my brother-in-law shot a doe and he's the only one to have gotten anything this year so far. And the next day on the trail going towards where he shot the deer, my brother saw the biggest timber wolf tracks he has ever seen in his life. And so this last weekend when we were all going out, we're like, oh my gosh, there's giant wolves out here. We're all going to get attacked in the nighttime and it's going to be like the gray, but we're not as badass as Liam Neeson. See, we're not the only ones, Tim. There you go. We get scared at night. Yeah. 
So then I'm walking to my stand and I get to my stand and it's still dark out and I hear something crunching and I assume it's a deer and I can't hear anything. But then hours go by and it was so cold out that day. I didn't do an all day sit. I went in for lunch and while I'm walking into the trail to get out to the truck for lunch, I see bobcat tracks mimicking my own footsteps which were not there when I first walked out. So I'm sitting there like there was a bobcat stalking me in the dark because if it would have been in the daylight, I would have seen it. And I don't know if you've ever looked up the sounds that bobcats make, but some of them are straight up scary. It sounds like like someone getting murdered. Like it's so bad. Yeah. And so I was just sitting there thinking to myself like, if this thing would have started growling at me while I'm walking on the trail, I would have been out of there so fast. And then there's also wolves in the area. So that could also have something to do do, to do with the deer not moving. But yeah, I've never had a bobcat stalk my footprints before. So that was kind of an interesting experience. Yeah, that would be, uh, that'd be different. I've, I haven't, I mean, the the best story I got is after I shot a buck, I had what I thought was coyotes, but it ended up being a uh, another buck mounting a doe. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and uh, hey, when it's time, it's time. Yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. <laughs> just didn't care. They're only about thirty yards away, just going to town, <laughs> just like two rats. From- <laughs> they just looked at you and thought it was weird when you pulled your phone up and started recording them. Yeah, yeah I was recording them. Like I, I think I said like one of the first episodes here. I sounded like a complete hillbilly. I was so out of breath, didn't know what was going on, thought I was gonna get killed, and all of a sudden I'm like, There's a there's a buck screwing a doe. <laughs> <laughs> Not my proudest moment, but it was still fun to see, I guess. So all right, Steph. Well, I think we'll let you go. Thanks for coming on. Oh yeah, no problem. Keep us updated on if uh, if you end up getting something this year. Maybe we'll have you back oh, on I to tell will. the story. Oh, I will. Maybe it'll be my first archery buck. Who knows? <sighs> That'd be a good story. Yeah, it would. I know. So now I'm like secretly kind of like, well, maybe I won't get a deer during rifle season. Maybe I'll just get a bow deer. <laughs> you can still take your bow out rifle. Well, that's true. Just double fisting on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I guess I don't know if there's any rules against it. As long as you got a license I for each. I, don't know. I do. I mean, maybe that's another thing I'll have to call like the conservation officer on. Can I both bow and rifle hunt at the same time? No, you can't. I I know you can't bring a <laughs> like a pistol with you for bow hunting. Yeah, you can. What? You can bring it for you can. Yeah, if you, you have a, if you have a permit to carry, you can. You can bring it with you, but you can't finish the deer off. It's only for self protection. Oh, so which you, when there is wolves and apparently bobcats in the area, yeah, not a yeah. bad idea. Yep. They, they they just because I think we talked about this before, Butch. We uh they just changed it like last year, or two years ago, or okay. whatever. Yeah, you can carry when you go bow hunting, but you can't. Like if you wound a deer or spine it, you can't shoot it. Okay. Like you have to finish it off with the bow. It's only for protection okay. purposes. I'm sure they had to come up with a rule for, since the uh, permit to carry has gotten more more popular. Yeah, and it's great if anyone wants to go do it. I say go get it. It's mm-hmm. great to have. Yeah, definitely. I always. I would agree. I just. I. I guess it's kind of. 
I'm just used to carrying it. So like I always bring it out. It just gives you that extra little confidence boost. And um, obviously, yeah, especially you, when there's especially when there's scary critters in the woods. It's just like wolves. Yeah, I'm not saying go shoot Brian Lee in the you know in the brush when something makes noise, but you just you have something there. You know, it's just like anything else with it. You just just mindful of other things, and you have to be smart with it. Yep. So, but all right, Steph. Well, I think we'll let you go. All right. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for calling in or taking yep. our call. I should say. <laughs> yeah, I, I will let you know if uh, this weekend changes anything or if I start ice fishing before I shoot a deer. All right, sounds good. Let us know who wins that bet. Oh, I will. All right, I'll talk to you later. Yep, bye. Bye. Well, I think, uh, what do you guys think? A long night of constant interviews and telling stories, but it looks like you guys are both shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Been a long day. Yeah. yeah. So, well, uh, with Border Outdoors, I'm Mac. I am Tim. I am Butcher. We'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening to the Border Outdoors podcast. Follow us on Instagram. Be sure to join, follow, and share the Border Outdoors Facebook community page. Please leave us a five-star rating on Apple, Spotify, or your preferred podcast hosting site. Be sure to tune in next week to see what the guys are talking about. Come.